0: Welcome to Baseball Biz. I'm Mark Carpenter, your host. And with me today, I have Mary Kitts. And I'm so glad to have her today because she knows so much more than me, especially on today's topic. And we're, we're going to be talking about softball and not just softball in itself, but looking down at what's going on with FSU. Mary as a grad from uh, Florida State. She, as I said, and a softball enthusiast, she has a mindset. She has an intelligence and awareness of softball that I can only wish to get to someday. What can I kind of say? Hey, welcome, Mary. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing good. How about you?
0: I am doing fantastic. And as an FSU fan, pretty good stuff going on today, too.
1: Yeah, we won our game. So that's always, that's always a nice way to end the day.
0: It's, it's early in the season. What? Now we've five games under the belt. We've been only one week.
1: Yeah, but we're 5-0. and o, So that's always a great way to start the season.
0: Absolutely, and it started out with the was it the draft series in in Tallahassee? And do you all played four teams there?
1: I believe so. Yes, we played four teams, and we won all of those games pretty handily. So you know, the first one was twelve and zero against Mercer, and so they did they did good work.
0: Well, you know, I thought it was amazing too because I think I looked at the cumulative runs between you know from all four games. I think uh, FSU had thirty five. Was it right thirty five runs?
1: Yeah. Around there, only five against that there were scored against them. So it was a pretty good defensive effort.
0: Jeez and crackers. I think. And <laughs> anybody would love that number. Well, and, and it's not surprising because we're talking about a team that went to the collegiate world series for softball last year. You know, the, that, that in itself is amazing. That And this isn't the first time FSU has been a, a real contender quite a few times, haven't they?
1: Yeah, they won in 2018. Uh, Pretty, pretty similarly to the way they almost won last year. They got into the loser's bracket and had to win 10 games to get back to the top, mm. and uh, they did the same thing last year. Of course, they didn't, lose, they didn't win last year, but they came close.
0: That shows certainly a, a, not just a talent, but a willingness to put forth whatever it takes to get there. I mean, you don't come out of the loser's bracket and come all the way back up to the top just by chance. That takes a lot of hard work from everybody.
1: Oh, yeah, they're pretty scrappy.
0: All right. Well, now that we've given the FSU their due, let's take a look back and see how they got there and what's going on with the rest of the team. So last year, we we did mention that uh, FSU did come to the finals of the World Series, and that was up against Oklahoma, wasn't it?
1: It was against Oklahoma. Oklahoma is a great team. They always are um, big home run hitters. So that was, they were difficult to play against and FSU is more of a small ball team. So it was interesting to see the two different types coming against each other, but Oklahoma came out on top.
0: <laughs> well, I know. And I was sad to see that, but it's, it made for some very entertaining ball as far as looking at some of those pitchers on both of those teams as, as the whole series evolved.
1: It did. Um, and actually our pitchers came back this year, so we have – I'm not sure about Oklahoma, but I know we have Sandercock and Watson back again in the circle for us, so hopefully that will lend itself to a great season.
0: Well, Mary, tell me something here. I, I'm looking at this in the roster. There's things in softball that, that are going to be different, and they're going to be different in collegiate than what I think of normally with, with baseball. I think I was looking at a roster of as many as 25, 27 players on FSU's team this year.
1: Yes. Uh, they, they have a good amount of players. They have utility players. They have graduate students. Actually, that's how Watson is back. She's a graduate student because I think they have a, a greater eligibility in the NCAA. Um, and so they, they keep pretty stocked teams, which is good because you build a lot of experience that way. Um, last year we had a bunch of people who had been on that original world series team who came back and brought their experience with them. So, and this year we'll have the same thing if we manage to make it back. Cause a lot of these girls went last year. So,
0: well, you know, it's, it's tough too. When you think of one trying to carry that torch from 2018, but also because of COVID there was a year and really nothing went on and yeah, <laughs> but what happened with those players. I mean, where there, there was a lot of red shirts. I thought last year when I looked at the roster there, and I guess they I had to don't do that.
1: Know what with them I think a bunch of them redshirted. But if I am remembering correctly, the NCAA gave players an extra year of eligibility if they missed that season, so people who were seniors were allowed to come back and finish playing their last year. I could be wrong, but I feel like I'm, I remember that that they gave them an extended year of eligibility in case they were tapped out.
0: That makes sense. and I mean, it, it seems like it would be only fair. Uh, that year was weird. I mean, there was no baseball collegiate. There was no minor league baseball and uh, softball. I was so glad to see everything come back and seeing FSU looking strong again this year. Yeah. And and
1: I think it's especially important because I mean, there is a professional softball league, but it's not, it's not the same as baseball where a lot of these guys are going to go and make millions of dollars for a lot of these women. This is the, the end of their career. So I'm glad that they got to have that last year to, to play.
0: You know, you and I talked about this before the show, actually earlier this week or last. And one of the things I look at in sports is at a collegiate level, how the fierce nature of some of the players, the the commitment. Now, I'm not taking anything away from any other sports, but I think when I watch softball, the tenacity, the uh, the aggressiveness, probably not necessarily the nature I'm looking for, but but the willingness to put forth everything into that game. And I I think sometimes. Is it because they they think well you know this is it this is collegiate there's there's not anything past this I have got to make my mark you and I got to make my mark for this entire team this year
1: I don't know that it's it could be that but I think uh, in a lot of women's sports but I know softball specifically they just play with all out I mean in high school it was the same way in tournament teams growing up it was the same way like everyone just kind of gives it their all because it's what you love yeah. And you're not trying to, I think a lot of it is you're not particularly trying to save yourself for a pro career. I mean, if that happens, it's nice. But for a lot of people, you're right, that is it. And so you're always putting 100% effort in.
0: Yeah, and I'm not trying to imply that they wouldn't otherwise, but I I think there's, there's probably something that just keeps it at the top of the mind the entire time and, and keeps a person fired up maybe even a little bit more than you'd expect.
1: Oh yeah. You'll see girls who have horrific injuries get back as soon as they possibly can. And they're not afraid at all. I think it was, I could be wrong about this, but I think it was Kaylee Mudge last year who came back from an injury and she was just on fire in the world series. You wouldn't have, you wouldn't have thought that she had had such a bad injury. She just, she didn't let it keep her down.
0: I remember looking on TV and they showed her in the dugout at one point and her eyes were the most piercing things. I thought <laughs> I would not want to be on the other side of that stair. <laughs> but in some of the things I can't remember the particulars either, uh, Mary, but talking about her injuries, I was like, good gravy. That woman came back from that and 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 she's doing this now.
1: Yeah. I think she had like a knee injury and some like really bad back injury, something that was pretty intense. Yeah. that yeah. Anyone else, they probably would have called it a day, but she just went through the rehab and came back to to lead the World Series and hits. I, I mean, it was pretty impressive.
0: Well, I, I know as as a fan watching it, I, I was as well. I th- I thought, my gosh, if if she can give her all like this, and as you were saying, just being able to come back this year, I think some people may have said. I'm going to put my cap up and put, hang it up out of the door for the rest of my life after all those injuries. But her her mindset is such that it carried her through.
1: Yeah, and I think that's pretty normal. I knew girls who got really bad injuries growing up, and the the thought wasn't, okay, I should you know, be done. The thought was, how quickly can I get back? Like, yeah. is the season salvageable? Am I coming back next season? What's the what's the deal. And that was always the mindset of all of my friends and all the people I grew up playing with. It was always, how quickly can I get back? And so, and these girls are at an even higher level than what I did in high school. So of course that's where their mindset is. They're not, they're, they're like, how can I get back? And what's the best way to get back?
0: Well, you know, and that's, that's something about the health of players. I want to kind of take a step off just for a moment here, because as, as looking at baseball, you're saying, OK, oh, look, look, they got a 300 battering average. That's, that's fantastic. <laughs> now, if, if that was something in softball, I think they look twice at you and say, hmm, maybe they need to sit on the bench.
1: No, I think a 300 batting average is still pretty good for softball. I mean, so Florida State, that, that's a pretty good batting average. We're a small ball team. So, you know, it's a lot of singles, a lot of just trying to advance to the base runners. Um, we steal a lot of bases. That's one of our big things. And a lot of bunting. So people are going to get out. Their batting average isn't always going to be the best. Um, on teams like Oklahoma is where the batting average is going to be a little bigger because they're hitting home runs and they're they're big bats getting up. Uh,
0: so those are where I'll see a four or 500 average for the team and yeah. maybe even a player with 700. Yeah. And say, okay. Where'd that come from? 700. Because yeah. they're hitting them out of the park and, and the frequency. And that, I'm kind of circled back from that because I'm thinking, we were talking about injuries and you think of something that big and hard being thrown out the word soft kind of disappears when you think of the speed of that ball's coming at somebody.
1: Yeah. Getting hit with a softball is not a joke. And it's, it, you know, people, they don't understand that a 67 mile an hour, 71 mile an hour softball pitch coming at you is the equivalent to like a 99 mile an hour baseball pitch just because of how close the mound is. And the ball is so much bigger. Getting hit by one of those things is, it's not a joke. You'll have a bruise that lasts for weeks. (laughs) Um, Some of the scariest injuries I've seen are a pitcher getting hit right back with a line drive and getting hit in the chest or in the face. That's why a lot of them wear those face masks. Um, The ball moves really quickly in softball. There's not a lot of time for reaction. You kind of have to stick with what your first instinct is. Um, And uh, you have to because otherwise you're going to get hurt.
0: Well, I, like I said, I, I look at the folks out there and on the diamond and I see that ball coming, like you said, 60, to 70 miles, whatever an hour. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I, I, I do. I see those masks. Sometimes a pitcher will wear one. Sometimes they won't. But also, I guess the same for the batter. Sometimes I'll see them just with a helmet. But yeah, uh, that's
1: that's weird to me because growing up, it was required. Mm-hmm. you had to wear a face mask and for a long time you always saw face masks because i've grown up watching the world series and there's a time when all the teams had face masks on but it's been recently when they've kind of stopped some of them wear them some of them don't it's become a lot more popular for a uh, third base and pitchers to wear mm-hmm. face masks than it was when i was growing up which i think is good because again those balls are just coming at you fast
0: well now that we kind of took a little bit of a look at the last year with the World Series, some of the teams that were playing here in the last week, you know, here we come out with, I think it's about 56 games or thereabouts in a the regular season. So four or five games have been played thus far. What did you see as some of the top ones that people need to be looking at?
1: Uh there was a really good game where UCF and Georgia, Georgia was ranked 19. I believe they went into extra innings and UCF uh, came off with a walk-off win. I think it was seven to six. And so UCF is going to be one of those teams who didn't come into the season originally ranked, but that, that they're, they're ranked now. I think they're number 24 and they're going to be someone to watch out for just to see uh, if they're going to be able to upset anyone else. Um, other big games, UCLA and Oklahoma played. Oklahoma won that one, but it was, it was pretty close. Uh, and those are two teams that are always great. And they, they're, they're rivals because they always play each other in the World Series, it seems like. Uh, and then, you know, we have big games coming up this weekend at the Clearwater Invitational where a bunch of top 25 teams are going to be playing against each other. Uh, FSU plays UCLA Sunday, and UCLA is number three. FSU is number five. So that should be a really good one. Interested because UCLA had Rachel Garcia, who was their ace pitcher, and she's not there anymore. So it'll be interesting to see who they have in the circle.
0: Yeah, boys and girls, if you haven't got your tickets for that, I think you're out of luck. I looked about a week ago, and it was sold out at uh, St. Pete Clearwater uh, Invitational. So eh, I, I was really looking forward to maybe going to see the teams, but I'll uh, I'll try to find them somewhere else. Where are you, where are you able to watch the team?
1: Uh, you can watch on ESPNU. Uh, uh, the UCLA FSU game, I know, will be on ESPN on Sunday. Uh, some of the games will be on ACC Network. Um, so it's it's all over a little bit. It the the big games are what gets played on ESPN. A lot of the stuff, a lot of the other stuff, usually gets relegated to ESPNU or uh, ESPN Plus.
0: And it sounds about right. i um, you know, and long as we're talking about games and when they're going to be played last year during the world series there was some question about what i want to say teams being either have a very short period between games and do you remember the controversy about that
1: i do so for the softball world series they have 7 days uh you know it's the same amount of teams i believe it's 8 teams that go in uh and they're given only 7 days to get through so what that means is if there's a rain delay like there was last year You have teams playing games at two until two or three in the morning and then they have to wake up and be back the next morning to play a game. They have, you know, six hours of sleep in between. There's no rest days. If everything goes perfectly, there's a single rest day. (laughs) But unlike baseball, who gets 14 days, I believe, or 12 days. And so they they get two or three rest days in between their games. And it's the same amount of teams. They bring in the same amount of viewers on ESPN. So it it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense other than just that's how women's sports have been consistently treated.
0: Yeah, you know, I I don't get that either as far as like expecting that of any athlete is just stupid. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'll keep it simple. I think that's just ridiculous for those kind of expectations.
1: I agree. I mean, and I don't know how baseball works. I know for softball, that's pretty normal growing up when you're at these tournaments because you only have a weekend. So you're playing three or four games in a day, two or three games in a day. depends on how things shake out. But when you're playing at the highest level, you know, which is the College World Series, you should be taking into account that these are really, really great athletes who deserve the ability to rest and to to have their, their minds in a better place than, Oh no, I like, I have to wake back up in four hours and go back out and do this all over again. That's a lot of pressure, like an intense amount of pressure to put a bunch of 18 year olds under, I think, and they should have more time to rest and recalibrate the same way baseball does.
0: Well, uh, you'll get no argument from me on that. Uh, That's like I said, again, I think it just makes common sense to, to take care of your athletes and and just to be a good human, (laughs) nothing else how you treat folks. But uh, (laughs) oh my! Well, well, walk me through a few other things. Well, since I'm constantly thinking from the baseball mindset, and I'm looking at pitchers, and they're going to be rotating in every five days in most cases. As far as in softball, what kind of rotation do you have with with pitchers? Is Is it similar? Is it different? How how is it?
1: I think it can be similar. I've never been a coach, so I don't really know the mindset for that. But I do know that if you need a pitcher, so Unlike baseball, where usually you don't have a pitcher who pitches the full game, softball, that's nothing. A pitcher usually is pitching the full game unless something has gone wrong. Right, and a lot right. of it has to do with the fact that a softball pitch doesn't tire your arm out the same way baseball pitching does, um, and so they can go for longer. Uh, for really important games, it's you can start your starters back-to-back, but you you know, you know want to save them usually. So it, it I think it really just comes down to – where you are in the season, if you are playing a really important game and you need to have your, your number one pitcher back in the circle, you can, because their arm is going to be pretty good to go. But I think there's a pretty normal rotation that, that goes through, and it just depends on gameplay. It's not quite the same as baseball.
0: Yeah, you know, I hate to compare everything, but like I said, it's from my limited knowledge base. That's where I have to start from sometimes.
1: Yeah, it's, it's just different. The pitching motions are different, so the arms get tired at a different rate. You know, it, there was, I was reading the other day about a pitcher, I believe from Texas who pitched something like 1400 pitches during the world series that she was in, which is, you know, that's insane, but also pretty normal for a softball pitcher to, to do something of that high volume. Wow.
0: I I would never have guessed that. So that's, that's astounding. And talking about astounding overall, though, looking at last year's world series, you know, you, you've you got a sense, I guess, of who was was doing well. They wouldn't have been there otherwise. Obviously, Oklahoma, Alabama was there, uh, Georgia, but Arizona, Florida State. And Florida, was Florida there as well?
1: Uh, I don't believe that Florida was there. No, I'm looking at the scores right now. And Florida was not there.
0: Yeah, you know, and I'm really looking. Go ahead, I'm sorry.
1: James Madison was. They were kind of like the surprise that came in.
0: I always like a surprise team.
1: <laughs> <laughs> They're always exciting to watch.
0: Yeah. You want to see them climb up to a level, but just not where you're at. <laughs>
1: they did great. They got, like all the way, I, I, they got through a bunch of rounds. They did really well. They beat Oklahoma State. <laughs> they did <Jeez>. really good. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's outstanding. Well, this year, you were talking, we and I both were talking a moment ago about the, the rankings. And I'm looking right here at NCAA.com see Mary this is from February 13th they've got the top 25 ranked I think they're probably ranked by the coaches uh see top five Oklahoma no surprise there Alabama second UCLA Florida then Florida State uh that's the top five and as you mentioned earlier you there's another Florida team in this top 25 as well I think that was what number 24 UCF so you got Three different Florida teams in the top 25. That's that's outstanding.
1: Yeah, softball's pretty big in this state. So, uh, you know, that's – and they recruit from all over the, the the country, but it's big in
0: Florida. It's crazy, too, because when I was looking at the the roster of the players, I was – I guess I shouldn't have been completely surprised, but I would say 20 30%, at least 30% probably are from Florida, you know, from some Florida high schools. Like, Wow.
1: Yeah, it's big here. I mean, the tournaments I went to growing up were huge, and a lot of Florida teams. You know, you you would play against Georgia teams, and Louisiana teams, and Alabama teams. But there's always enough to do to keep you busy in Florida.
0: Yeah, nothing like sunshine most of the year, as opposed to say, oh, say Michigan. I bet they don't have three teams going into it. Oh, yeah,
1: but Michigan is really good.
0: Yeah, let's see here. So, looking this year, who, who is who's on your list? Who are you looking at and saying? Hey, Mark, these are teams you need to watch. Which one should I be looking for?
1: Well, always Oklahoma, always UCLA, Alabama, definitely. They have Faust who pitched a perfect game in the world series last year and she came back this year. So they'll be good. Florida much to my uh, chagrin is always very good. (laughs) 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 They're always very good. Uh, So, and they're, they're ranked number four this year. Uh, Oklahoma State is a pretty good team they actually two years ago knocked us out from going to the World Series so in a three game series that we played in Tallahassee so they're always really good and then you have I mean you have teams that are coming up Michigan is 19 but I hold a soft spot for Michigan because I remember watching them the World Series growing up Uh, Texas will be good too. So you know it's it's a lot of the teams that usually are pretty good, but they're yeah. pretty good for a reason,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that exactly there's consistency and a lot of that has to do with coaching as well FSU has a, had a great coach, she's done well with the team and and there's a history there as with uh, previous coaches also
1: yeah Lonnie Alameda she's very good she she's very calm, I have noticed when she're when they're playing uh in these big games, which is. I don't know how they're always, all these softball coaches are always so calm, but I'd be so nervous.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'd be ripping my hair out and throwing my hat in the dirt and everything else to boot. Yeah, but, she's
1: great. And I believe she also coaches for the Canadian, she coached for the Canadian Olympic team. So she, she knows her stuff.
0: Well, I'm glad that the FSU has the, the privilege of having her there and, and glad that she's been able to do such great work with the team that she has, but she
1: built really good teams. So I'm, I'm glad she's there.
0: <laughs> you know, yeah, there, there's something else, as I mentioned, as far as the players for FSU. And I think, I don't know if this is true. I think it's maybe true across all the NCAA teams. I think they're only allowed like 11 or 12 scholarships. So while you may have a, a team you're on your roster, as much as 26, 27 people, I believe there's only 11 or 12 that they can actually give scholarships for softball.
1: Yeah, and what that says about you know the ones who aren't there, I mean, even for the girls that are there on scholarship, but you have to really want it if you're not a scholarship player and you're willing to put that time and effort in.
0: Well, yeah, I agree with you a hundred percent. And that's kind of where I was going with it too. But when we were talking earlier about the fierce nature of some of these people, it's like, guess what, boys and girls? Yeah, they're there to get an education, but that wasn't the sole draw. The, their athleticism, their attitude, how they approach sports, you know, that is what's making the difference. So. I'm glad to see FSU do that this year. What else do we want to talk about here today? When I looked at some of the things going on last year, after the season ended, the Oklahoma coach, is it Patty Gasso? Yes. She made some remarks about she was dissatisfied with the, some of the facilities that the players had there. I'm thinking, wait a minute, this this is Oklahoma, and, and she's at her level, she's having some difficulties. What what are some of the impediments that the, the players and teams have run into?
1: Well, they don't have showers. What? At the Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, there's only one field, and they don't have showers, uh, so they have to shower and get ready before they even come. They'll show shots of the bus and the players are getting off already dressed. They get they come game ready. Um, until recently, there were no bathrooms in the dugouts. Uh, one year they put porta potties in the dugouts, which was lovely. Uh, they this the tickets sell sell out right away. Uh, they've never had a problem filling the seats, but they don't have it. So baseball has about 22,000 fans that come. And softball has much less. It's a couple thousand. They upgraded to, I believe, 9,000 people. Uh, or it could only hold 9,000 people until recently. They added 4,000 more seats. And the tickets have immediately sold out. So it's not like people aren't trying to come to these games. Yeah. They could probably easily... Uh, hold 22,000 people if they were willing to give them the stadium upgrades. There's a lot of interest in softball. A lot of people are very passionate about it. Like I said, it's bringing in as many viewers as the College Baseball World Series does on ESPN. And it's just the NCAA seems unwilling to put the money into it.
0: You know, you you think so many of these organizations are motivated by money and you'd see that there's opportunity. When, When a cup runneth over, when you're talking about people coming to the stadium, it, it they need to have more room. They need to be able to bring those people in. You know, obviously they're making some money as far as uh, broadcast rights because of the traffic and and the people coming to watch that. On, on excuse me, <clears throat> and for the people who are coming to watch that on television. But good gravy, people, why why, why are they moving so slow on this? I don't. I can't. I don't understand. Of course, there's a lot of things I don't understand when it comes to management and sports.
1: True. It, it was very apparent last year when I couldn't watch. I was working my job and I couldn't watch the last game of the World Series because it was in the middle of the day because, they, uh, because the schedule had gotten messed up due to rain. So, you know, this sport that's bringing in a million views consistently gets shuffled around. And the only real reason I can come up with is that it's because it's girls playing, which doesn't make sense when it's bringing in the same level of interest.
0: Well, there, there's sexism, and then there's a there's capitalism, and, and you think that if anybody's a sexist, you think the capitalism would override that when they're looking at the dollar. Uh, that, that may be a jaded way to kind of look at things, but the, I, I'm I'm just I'm dumbfounded about that. And when you were talking about the limitation of the facilities, and we're talking about Oklahoma, right? I mean, this is supposed to be the gem. This is supposed to be like where where to go, the stadium, right?
1: It is the stadium. Yeah. And so it's kind of crazy that they had to fight to get things like a bathroom, put in the dugouts before then the players had to run out onto the field, down the third baseline and go into the stands to use the same bathroom that the fans were using.
0: That's
1: <laughs> so I I don't, it is, it is. Oklahoma is the place to be. It's like the heart of softball for the college world series, but they they need to be doing better the NCAA needs to be investing more into it they could expand the capacity of the field more than it's at they could add in amenities like showers for the players so they don't have to get on the bus after a long seven innings and they can shower there and change there just simple things that baseball players get that softball players should also be getting
0: <laughs> uh, I would not want to be sitting on a bus, bus with other folks I've been out there in the grunge from the sun for hours and Anyway, that's a picture we don't need to paint.
1: Uh, yeah, it's not very fun.
0: <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, but going back to Oklahoma for a moment, it's most people may not realize, but the World Series is held been being held there every year. I think they've got a contract now through like 2030, 2035. I can't I don't have it at my fingertips.
1: 2035, I believe. Yeah.
0: 2035.
1: So, yeah, so Oklahoma and Oklahoma City kind of get home field advantage a little bit.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and that sure that doesn't play in any any way at all with with the series. I mean, what the last five years has has Oklahoma been in the World Series? What they've won was it? I think you told me the other day three out of the five of the last World Series.
1: They've won a lot of them, and last year was. Um, they have a very passionate fan base. Oklahoma. One of the great things that Oklahoma softball has going for it is the university seems to really put a lot of money and time into them uh, because they're so good at what they do. And their fans are very passionate, and they all showed up for the World Series. <laughs> it, was, it was a sea of red uh, of Sooner Nation just for the just for those three games.
0: No, like I said if, if people, if you guys haven't been following softball, you need to start. And I'm talking to baseball fans a lot of time on here, Mary. And the, the one thing over and over saying, okay, I don't know if they're going to have a season this year or not with with all the arguments going on. So I've always pointed toward you know collegiate games have uh, the Olympic games I've talked about college baseball, talk about the minor. leagues. actually, there's probably going to be a minor league season, but who knows when a major league season, but yeah. you know, come on boys and girls this, if you haven't watched it, and I did watch it this last year. If you haven't watched the collegiate world series, you know, looking at women's softball and certainly with FSU, cause we're big FSU fans, Mary's Mary's <laughs> graduate there. My son's a graduate there. And, and I, I love that team and love that town. If you're not doing this. Shame on you. That's all I got to say to, to folks, you again, you say a lot of it's on ESPN U and maybe on ACC and SEC channels. Yeah, a
1: lot of it on acc SEC networks. They do play games on ESPN, ESPN2, ESPNU. Uh it's just fun. It's a fast-paced game. Yeah. Uh you know, it's it's a lot of fun. They move real quick.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, do you have anything else you'd like to talk about today with with the folks? I don't I don't think so. Well, that's Mary Kitts, and she's a softball enthusiast. She's FSU grad and certainly a big FSU fan. I don't know. Is, is there anything else we should make sure that people know about you, Mary?
1: No, I think that's all they need to know.
0: <laughs> I agree. So, uh, FSU fans, that's what it's all about. So, I, I'm really glad you were willing to, to come and share your expertise with us today and your uh, your appreciation of the game. So, thank you very much, Mary. I'm glad to have you here today on, on Baseball Biz.
1: Yeah, thank you. It was a lot of fun.
0: All righty. Well, thank you, everybody. Thanks again for listening to Baseball Biz, and we'll be here. You can find us also on Spotify. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, wherever there's a podcast directory, you'll be able to find us. So once again, thank you for joining us here today, and talk to you soon, Mary. All right, thank you. Special thanks to XTakeRUX R-U-X for the music rocking forward.